This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, y'all, and welcome to Horsin' Around. Saddle up and get ready to have a darn tootin', gallopin' good time as we trot out the show that's your ultimate horse sorts, of course. Find out how to use good old horse sense when it comes to breeding, feeding, training, and explaining. From practical tips on caring for your horse's health to advice on how to buy horse supplies, including bridles, halters, saddles, and more. So get ready to start horsing around with your host, horse expert and award-winning rider, Audrey Pavia. Howdy, Audrey. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Horsing Around on PetLifeRadio.com. I'm your host, Audrey Pavia, author of Horses for Dummies. Thanks for joining us. This week, our guest is Sue De Laurentiis of the organization Equine Agility. Suzanne is a trick horse trainer who's going to tell us about the new sport of equine agility. We'll be right back with Sue after these messages. Why the long face? I reckon horsing around will be back in the saddle right after we round up a few words from our sponsors. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're chomping at the bit to hear more horsing around. Well, we're back on the trail. So park yourself over yonder and set a spell. You ain't heard nothing yet. Welcome back to Horsing Around. I'm your host, Audrey Pavia, and today we are talking to trainer Sue De Laurentiis about equine agility. Welcome, Sue. Hey, very nice to be here. Thank you, Audrey. Great to have you. First off, tell us what exactly is equine agility? Well, um, equine agility is a non-mounted competitive sport similar to dog agility, only you have a horse to work with instead of a dog. And the horse and handler work through an obstacle course in hand for a timed and accuracy score. Um, If you think about dog agility, uh, that actually originated from stadium jumping in England. And now it's come full circle back to the United States and we're doing it with horses. I do dog agility with my corgi. So I'm wondering, what are the obstacles um, in equine agility and how do they differ from dog agility obstacles? Well, (laughs) uh, obviously the horses have a a little bit different physical makeup, so some of the the things don't apply. But we, a lot of ordinary things such as cavaletti and uh, pedestals, of course, water obstacles, bridges, teeter-totters, weave poles kind of ordinary things, but we set a course, just like in dog agility, and uh, we actually have software that if you'll tell us what obstacles an entity or, a, or a, a group has available, we'll design a course within the um, space available and with the obstacles available. So it's a combination of obstacles plus required moves 
that may be just a little bit different than going over the obstacle straight. Because I know in dog agility, you have certain obstacles that are required, depending Mm -hmm. on whether you're doing standard or jumpers. How does it work with equine agility? Are there certain obstacles you require? Well, we don't really require them. Uh, We like to see a pedestal. We like to see uh, cavalettis that can be turned up on end to be different heights. We like to see weave poles. And other than that, we can do really creative things with objects that folks may have on hand. So how did this all start? Did it start here in the States or was it a European thing? Well, actually, there is a very active group in the U.K. It's uh, Horse Agility uh, U.K., And there's a very active group in Australia. Now, there are clubs across the country here in the United States that do agility-type events, but they don't seem very exciting. (laughs) We wanted to make the sport of equine agility a little more exciting. When you run it with your dog, it's very exciting. You know, it's it's very fast-paced, which we don't go quite as quickly as you guys do with the dogs, with the horses, but it is very exciting for one reason is that uh, horses are situational beings which means that you might do something perfectly well at home but you get out and and do it even if you only do the course at a walk in a different place with different horses different surroundings and uh, it can be very interesting yeah it's like that with dogs too (laughs) (laughs) i found that out the hard way Mm. um (laughs) Your dog does it perfectly in training class, and then you take them to a trial, and it's like, whose dog is that? Of course, of course. (laughs) So with horses, what gait do they do it at? Because with dogs, it's, you know, full speed ahead. Oh, yeah, full tilt. Well, we usually design a course so that the person can walk it with the horse. Because one of the groups that equine agility really appeals to is people that can't or don't ride or possibly have a horse that is in rehab or a rescue horse or a horse that's too young to be ridden yet. We didn't want to make people feel like, oh gosh, I have to run, so I probably can't do this. We made the scoring system so that it's time related, but it's also accuracy related. So you might run a course with your horse, but he may miss some of the obstacles. So one item, which would be time, sometimes works differently with the accuracy. So it's a a non-subjective scoring system that uses accuracy and time. Does that make sense? It's a little bit different than with dogs. So it's not purely a speed event? No. Mm-mm, no. Okay. And we do have different divisions that, uh, you know, when you get in the middle division, it would be fun to go a little quicker. And we have a liberty division as well, too. Now, the videos I saw on YouTube, and uh, it seemed like some people were doing it holding a lead rope and other people were doing mm-hmm. it uh, just purely at liberty. Sure. Those are different classes or different divisions? Yes, they are different divisions. And, of course... You know, the first step is to be online as though, you know, a dog on a leash or a horse on the lead line and do the obstacles. But after that, the next division would be more complicated moves, possibly using the same obstacles. Then the highest level is liberty competition where the horse actually, there's two types of liberty where the horse goes with you like heel with a dog. And then there's a a liberty competition where you actually can send your horse through obstacles, which is great fun. Yeah, and that's how we do it with dogs. 
we just send them and they're right. such experts at reading body language that just you, a turn of the shoulder or move your hip a certain way and they know which direction you want them to go. Is it similar with horses? Well, it is similar with horses because they're a different species. It works just a little bit, works a little bit differently. When I watch dog agility, I see times that maybe are better than others, but the dogs don't usually flub too many obstacles. And with equines, it seems that, again, they're so situational that you might do it perfectly at home and you get out on, on a course and the horse has never seen that Cavaletti ever in his right. life. And they don't respond quite the same as dogs do. Yeah, with dogs, you, can, you know what the obstacles are going to be, so you can practice on exactly that obstacle. Exactly. And yeah. we allow folks to walk the course when they arrive at any event, but they can't walk it with their horses. So how do you train a horse to do equine agility? Well, I'm really glad you asked that because I think the ground training of horses has kind of degenerated here in the in the last maybe 10 or 15 years. And it seems to me that horses have been kind of, I don't want to say dumbed down exactly, but, you know, training a horse is not like baking a cake. You do this and you get this, you know. Agility training starts with great ground training and ground training that is fun for the horse. Horses are remarkable in their understanding and their in in their ability, and they're very very quick learners, which is really not something that most people think of as horses. They think, well, we have to do something 200 repetitions before the horse gets it. Just not true. Not true. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a really <laughs> not very bright horse, but most horses are incredibly bright. So it all starts with very simple things like getting your horse to move forward in a state of self-carriage on a line. You know, teach your horse to go around you on a line and to run with you on a line, on a loose line, so that you're not choking the horse or have a real tight hold on him. But we teach a lot of ground skills, but making the horse more or less responsible for its own actions. So the line, is it, is it a lunge line typically? It's what we call a working length line that can be up to 22 feet long. Okay. I mean, there's no regulation, but that's about the longest you would want it. How close do handlers typically stay to the horse? Well, what we like to see and we've found really works best is if you give them a little bit of space, maybe like even 8 or 10 feet, because then uh, your horse isn't so dependent as when they're up close on a tight lead. When you have a horse like that, we view in agility the lead line as kind of a crutch, okay? And and the horse doesn't really have to think. He just goes with you. We like to see somebody that has the relationship and the control of their horse and a thinking horse that actually can move away from you a little bit and execute some of the obstacles, not really at liberty, but but more or less on his own, only with your guidance, not with mm-hmm. with you, you know, pulling him through the obstacles. Right. So what would you say is important basic training to have before you start doing agility training? I think the working length line where you, you teach your horse to move, to walk and to move out. And we do a lot of lunging into corners on a line where we send the horse into the corner, let him turn the corner and come back like in a square pen. And when your horse will move forward for you willingly, 
and understand your requests, then we find that things like desensitization uh, become kind of a non-issue because if your horse will willingly move out, he usually doesn't have to be desensitized. He's sensitized to what you want him to do and usually will go forward boldly. Okay. So say you have a horse that will move out the way you're describing. How would you get him started with this? Would you start with Cavalettis? I would start with Cavalettis. I would also put a horse on a square pedestal, a 36 by 36 inch top is really a great, very versatile size because you can put two feet up and walk the hind end around the front feet like a turn on the forehand. The horse can jump up with all four feet, which will come in the middle class, uh, the division of agility. And then you can also step the horse down keeping his hind legs or feet up on the pedestal and you can ask him to step down with the front and then also to rotate the front end around the back. So while it looks like pedestal training, what you're really doing is sensitizing a horse to go ahead and work some of these moves on the pedestal with you standing back just a little ways and he learns to be very careful with where he places his feet and also at to stop it when the horse will step down off of the pedestal and stop with the front front feet down that's really obedience that's mm-hmm. putting a, a good whoa on a horse right so um what are some of the other obstacles that we would see in an equine agility course water obstacles but we make it look different for instance mm-hmm. we might take a kids type pool and cut the bottom out of it and just use a rim in the sand and then put uh, artificial turf in there and put water on top of it. So it looks, it's a depth perception kind of obstacle, not mm-hmm. just a water obstacle. The weave poles, which you know how you do that with a dog, we had a, a really great and interesting learning curve with the weave poles because we just thought that the horse would go with us through the weave poles. Not so. They just, if you try and lead them through, they're like, you know, why would I weave that pole? So we backed up a step and uh, started doing it like the dog folks do, which is luring the mm-hmm. horse through each pole separately with a cookie. Right, and then eventually they learn, they get the idea that they're supposed to weave through them. That's correct. Yeah, it's almost like pole bending, but you're without a rider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The horse so, has to be really aware of where they are in relationship to the handler to maneuver those poles. Oh, yeah, because the handler is off to the side like in dog agility, Exactly. Right? Yeah. Some of the other obstacles I noticed on some of the stuff I was looking at were um, almost like the equivalent of a dog walk, but a horse mm-hmm. version of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have Tell bridges. us about that one. It's a bridge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have narrow bridges that are raised up off of the ground. I think the one that we have currently out here in our arena is is two and a half feet up, and it's narrow. It's uh, two and a half feet wide, and so the horse steps up on it and goes across. And, of course, if they come down with either the front feet or the hind feet, you know, it's a miss. And we also have a really great teeter-totter, too, one that's a little bit higher in the center than a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly enough, most horses will just walk over that teeter-totter without any second thought. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> My dog had the most problem without of all the obstacles, so it's hard to imagine a horse doing it. May I add something here? Sure. You know, one of the reasons that agility is so popular right now is because in our society, we're a rescuing society. And the American people have really stepped up 
and taken in and rescued and fostered so, so many horses that were in need in the, in the last few years. And a lot of those horses either just don't have the skills or they're frightened or they have some type of very slight malady that makes them not able to be ridden. And, I mean, so many people have horses like that. This mm-hmm. is an inclusive sport where you don't have to ride. If you want to show your horse and be competitive, you don't have to be a, a really fabulous rider. You have to have a really great relationship with your horse, but you can go to horse shows and do this as a non-mounted sport. So it's really appealing to a broad range of people. Okay, well, let's take a break, and when we come back, I have some more questions for you about equine agility. So we'll be right back after these messages. Why the long face? (laughs) I reckon horsing around will be back in the saddle right after we round up a few words from our sponsors. Molly, here's your dinner. (laughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> We know you're chomping at the bit to hear more horsing around. Well, we're back on the trail. So park yourself over yonder and set a spell. You ain't heard nothing yet. Welcome back to Horsing Around. I'm your host, Audrey Pavia, and today we are talking to trainer Sue De Laurentiis about equine agility. Sue, what are the benefits of doing this sport with your horse? Like, what does it do for you and your horse as a team, your relationship? Well, working on the ground with your horse, for one thing, will carry over into every other phase of your relationship, just hanging out together, but especially if you can carry the relationship further to mounted exercises. Horses make strong associations between objects and actions. Objects are a natural part of their world. So, This makes it very easy for them to learn moves or uh, maneuvers that include obstacles such as cavaletti, poles, etc. So when a horse is worked on an object, they tend to understand the request that is being made of them. And they can easier understand when they've done that correctly. For instance, if you put a horse on a lead and ask him to yield his hindquarters, just because I said so, yield your hindquarters. They'll do it, but it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to a lot of horses. But if your horse has to step over a pole, he knows that he's done it or not done it. It's very simple for him to understand. So this relaxes a horse. A relaxed horse is easier to handle. But again, the association that horses make between objects and actions is huge and really expedites learning. 
Okay. So how does this translate to riding? Like, say you ride that horse that you do agility with. Well, again, a horse that comes to understand his handler on the ground and requests that you may ask of him on the ground. Every bit of that knowledge is carried over to when you get on a horse's back. If you make the focus of getting on a horse, the fact that you're getting on him, that's one thing. We like to take the focus off the thing that it might seem to people that we're trying to get them to do, such as step over a Cavaletti. Okay, but if I'm on your back now for the first time and you go ahead and step over a Cavaletti, that's something that you already know how to do. So you're just adding another layer to what the horse already understands rather than focusing on the thing that might scare you and might scare him, which is you're going to get on him. So it's basically like any other type of ground training then in the way that it translates into riding. Absolutely, it does. But then we're dealing with lots of people that don't ride, and especially that don't ride competitively. Are you seeing any particular breeds doing this more than others? Well, no. And I think that's the beauty, another beautiful thing about agility is that you do not have to have a papered horse. You don't have to have a certain age. The horses can be from weanling to 30 years old. We have some 30-year-olds here at the ranch that are really great agility horses. So not so much. However, we do have a number of breed associations that are going to add equine agility to their regular shows, but it will be an open class to that show. So any breed can participate. That's correct. Right. So where can people go watch this if they want to see it in person before they decide to try to work on it? Well, probably the the best thing to do would be check out our website, which is equineagility.com, and take a look at at some of the videos and the photos that are up there. And we are in the process right now of rolling out some events nationally and up in Canada through breed associations, and we don't have that up yet for 2012 but we will have it up in January on our website. Okay. And are any local horse shows, like say open shows that are regional, are you seeing any of them deciding to add this class? We are, yes, locally, and we have so many folks that are in the final stages of uh, becoming affiliates that that's really exciting. But again, I just can't list them yet. Right. Okay. Tell me about your organization. What do you guys do and um, you know, how, how did you get started and all that? We wanted to um, be like the, um, not really a clearinghouse for, but the organizational association for equine agility. We had so many people when we started doing local events ask us about it and how can I put on an event? How can I come up with the judging information. How do I advertise? And so we're a resource for any entity that wants to host agility events and and they're for profit. They're not for charity. They're for profit. And for any person that wants to compete in agility. So if you go to our website or become an affiliate or set up a plan with us, we have software that will design a course for you. We have the judging documents that are available for you. We have regional and national standings or rankings on the website. We have a youth division of agility. We have a uh, Yahoo group 
a discussion group that folks can join from our website where you can talk about what's going on in your region or, or nationally. And we have a number of breed associations that are using us to help them promote new classes to their versatility divisions. You can go on our website and, and get the rules, calendar of events. It's a really great source if you want to put on agility or if you want to be a competitor. You can get everything that you need to know to do an event. On the site, okay. So and my next question was going to be, how can people get started in equine agility? Like, is there something you recommend, like a, a procedure that they go through to really get involved in the sport? You mean as a competitor? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a frequently asked questions page that folks can go to. It answers questions like, what is agility and where are the events to be held? Do you have to be a member to compete and what the divisions are and uh, what does it cost to participate? How uh, many runs per event? I shouldn't say runs, but how many times do you get to repeat the course in an event? So the Frequently Asked Questions page is a really great place to go. What folks are saying is a really great place to go on the website because there are quotes up there from folks that have uh, participated and uh, we're really excited about the experience. When you mentioned um, people are doing this with rescue horses, I I would think that this would be the kind of sport that would help a rescue horse gain its confidence because a lot of them have been through all kinds of horrible stuff. And because I know with rescue dogs, that's how it works. They use agility to help them build confidence and, you know, just feel more comfortable in their surroundings. And do you think that works with rescue horses too? Yes, it absolutely does work with rescue horses. The confidence building that they get through agility is amazing because I have to go back to that thing I said earlier, which is horses make strong associations between objects and actions. They tend to understand them. Again, when they understand their their work, then they are more relaxed and they're easier to handle. It's just a, a total, totally different way of learning when horses have objects to focus on. So if anybody wants to find out more about equine agility, they should go to equineagility.com. Is that the right right. URL? Okay. Sue, I want to thank you for being my guest and telling us all about equine agility. And I hope our listeners will take a look at the episode notes page on Horsing Around on the website to get more information about Sue and equine agility. So if anyone has any questions or comments about Horsing Around, please email me at audrey at petliferadio.com. Until next time, happy trails. Stop what you're doing and start horsing around. Every week on Pet Life Radio, horse expert and award-winning rider Audrey Pavia will be trotting out great tips on feeding, breeding, and more on everything equestrian. So set a spell and say hey to Audrey and get ready for a darn tootin' gallopin' good time. Every week on Horsing Around, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.